Hi everybody and welcome back to the Daily Bible Project podcast. And we're in part 116 of season 2 and our journey together through the book of Genesis, which will hopefully lead on to complete chapter by chapter, verse by verse journey through the whole Bible. And we're beginning to reach the closing part of this section of Genesis chapter 15, where we're looking at the reliability of God as revealed in the Abrahamic promises, the covenants. So we're going to pick up the text today at verse 15 that tells us the final part of God's plan and God's promise to Abram. And it says this, You, however, will go out to your ancestors in peace and be buried at a good old age. You see, Abraham shall die in peace. That's the final part of the promise. And he'll be buried at a great old age. God's promise to Abraham is when he dies that he'll die in peace. He's going to die knowing that the promises will be fulfilled, not just for him, but for future generations. Here's the question, though. Have you ever wondered why God made Abraham wait 400 years? Well, the answer is in the next verse, verse 16, which says this. In the fourth generations, your descendants will come back here for the sin of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure. You see, God wants the individuals within the current tribes of the land of Palestine, in fact, all the tribes of that time, to have time to turn to him and repent. The chosen people may indeed have to suffer for a season, but only in order to allow others time to repent and to turn to God. In fact, he gives those people 400 years. So God is revealed as someone who's very patient when it comes to giving us time to respond to him. In fact, Peter reminded of this in his second letter when he said, God is patient, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God, by giving time to the other tribes and nation, means that Israel is going to have to wait patiently for the fulfillment of the promise that he made to them. The rest of the passage will name the current occupants of the territory and it tells us what happens to Abraham earlier in the passage whilst he was asleep. So as verses 17 to 21 says this, When the sun had set and the darkness had fallen, a smoking fire pot with a blazing torch appeared and passed between the pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham and said, To your descendants I give this land. From the Wadi of Egypt to the great river Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, Kenazites, Kadmonites, Hittites, Perizzites, Raphaites, Amorites, Canaanites, Girgashites, and Jebusites. So Abraham himself doesn't get to walk through the cut animals, which would have been the normally way that this type of covenant would be sealed. The original custom back in Ur of the Chaldees was that the two who made the agreement would walk through together, but that's not what seemed to happen here. Instead, while Abraham's asleep, a burning torch went through, representing God himself, representing God as a God of fire. One would say a God of judgment. The Lord himself walks through the divided animals by himself, And then in verse 18, it says, the Lord himself makes the covenant. God's saying, I'm going to make a covenant with you, but I'm the one making it. I'm the one ratifying it. You don't have to do anything. 
We don't want half of this covenant ratified by an imperfect human being. God himself can ratify the covenant. And the fact that Abraham is asleep at the time underlines just how much of this is of God's own will and volition. But suffice to say, God, on his own initiative, is making an unconditional promise to Abraham. Now, Albert Barnes, a 19th century American theologian, understood this perfectly when he said this, and I've paraphrased it slightly. He said, the fire and the lamp of flame symbolizes the smoke of destruction and the light of salvation. They're passing through the pieces of the carcass and probably consuming them as an accepted sacrifice are the ratification of the covenant on the part of God and represent a dividing line, meaning they are on behalf of Abraham, but ratified by God himself. Now, interestingly, when Christ comes back in the book of Revelation to judge people, virtually everyone gets cast out with the chaff, but not the saved. They're there with the wheat. And then it says something very interesting. It says he, referring to Christ at the second return, appeared in a vision with a sword coming out of his mouth. Now, that's a shocking vision because it's talking about the dividing of humanity. He divides humanity into the damned and the redeemed. And then it says something very interesting. Christ at the second coming is heard to say in this apocalyptic writing, to those who are neither hot nor cold, I will spew you out of my mouth. So what he's saying here, what the, the revelation is saying here is the worst punishment isn't for those who committed to something and then made mistakes, even catastrophic mistakes, or got everything wrong. The worst punishment is reserved for those who committed to nothing, who just sat on the fence. I believe this is the true interpretation because immobility is always utterly destructive when it comes to the spiritual life. When we make no progress forward spiritually, it is only a matter of time before that becomes inertia to backwards progress, to backwards movement. And so to not commit to anything is seen here as to be the worst of all transgressions. Now to commit to something means putting your body, your soul, your entire being into something. To offer your life as a sacrifice. There's a familiar motif we've heard in these opening chapters of Genesis. To offer your life as a sacrifice means that you're willing to make an agreement to be faithful no matter what, no matter what the world brings. That is why, of course, Abraham, right at the beginning, when he was called out of Earth of the Chaldees, should have gone alone. He should have gone out and faced the world on his own, right? Anyway, that's all we've got time for today, but I'll come back in the next episode and I'll try and pull this whole chapter together for us and hopefully maybe reach some sort of conclusion as to what this all means for us today, here in 2021 or whenever you happen, well 2022 now isn't it, or whenever you happen to be listening to it. Anyway, thanks for joining me and bye for now.